Hey guys, are you still there online? Yeah, yeah we're, we're here. here. We're here we're <laughs> online. We're here. Oh, great, Ozzy. What are you telling our audience? Yeah, so welcome to Men of Substance podcast. And on this platform, we're seeking to raise men to understand their purpose mm-hmm. and build their potential. I'm your co-host, Osborne Adamako, and I have here with me. Manasseh Mulaj. And as been said, you know, we're just going to have conversations about how men should be in today's society, which is very, very exciting, this journey that we're on. But we're not alone. We have with us also the one and only. By Sporting Ampoma, yes. I've, I've, I have a long name and I'm the favorite co-host, of course. And yeah, guys, join us in this journey in which literally we're going to learn how to build according to patterns. And uh, yeah, stay tuned. Hey Demi, thanks for coming and thanks for having thanks for literally coming. As a chance short notice, one second I'll add you to the live. Demi, I'm good, I'm good. How are you doing? Yeah, no, not bad, not bad at all, man. Not bad at all, just, uh, just wrapping up for the day, really. Wow. Like, I mean, how's how's things been with the, with the team and the show? I mean, how have you, how have you guys been getting ready? Well, <laughs> it's, been a, it's been a good day, to be honest. We only come all, like, we already prepare everything beforehand, so today there was not much to do, to be honest, for us. Okay. okay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, literally, thanks for literally coming on, coming in on such a short notice. Literally, we really appreciate this. No, no, it's fine, it's fine, it's totally fine. It's totally cool. Yeah, and even yeah, it was really short notice for us, so even we were, we were only able to promote it just literally last minute. So, anyway, we saved the life so that you know, anyone can literally come and watch it later on so that it can be literally imparted by literally your knowledge, which is a lot. Okay, no problem, no problem at all. <laughs> okay, so can you please tell us, maybe uh, give us maybe family's background of, yeah, like your career path and your education, if you don't mind? Yeah, no, of course. So, um, you know, really, so obviously my name's Demi, I run a company called Lendo, mm-hmm. um, and um, effectively we're a social lender that provides finance um, to underserved and underrepresented, or what we like to call now underestimated entrepreneurs. So mm-hmm. that's those with black, Asian, and ethnic minority backgrounds. Um, uh, well, and even uh, of course early stage businesses so that's early businesses that are in their first you can say 6 to, to 18 months Okay. and um, yeah I mean our, you know, our, our, you know, our whole agenda is really how do we um, how do we bring affordable credit um, or affordable finance to entrepreneurs that you know want to build legacy and how do we help them use that um, you know that finance so they can effectively overcome challenges that they're presented in today's society, build legacy and scale up. Mm-hmm. Um, and my, my background of how I kind of got into lending is quite a unique one. So I, I initially started investing when I was about 17. Oh, wow. I went into investing when I was about 17, 18. And um, it was after, um, it was after um, the financial recession. So but prior to the financial recession, sorry. So during the time I was in, I was in, I was in college, sixth, um, sixth form, studying economics. And my economics teacher was a massive, finance fan or economics fan so he was constantly putting up updates every mm. class we had and at the time a friend of mine was working at Barclays 
um, as like, you know, just like a cashier. And, um, you know, at, at this time, Barclays were in a bit of trouble. Bob Diamond was trying to find a, um, a solution to kind of bail Barclays out of, the, mm-hmm. of, of, of kind of going, going under and being kind of bailed out by the government. And their share price went to about 33p um, in about, I think that was about 2007, um, 2007, 2008 times. And um, my friend told me to buy some, and I didn't. And, um, <laughs> you know, he did. And, um, you know, I didn't. And I think two weeks later, Bob Diamond struck a deal with the, out with, with the Saudis. Mm-hmm. The stock price went, went soaring. And, you know, from then on, I just knew that I wanted to get involved in the financial markets. Okay. So from there, fast forward about five years, um, you know, you know, within the next five years, I had done everything from dummy trading to trading all your money to Forex to, um, you know, buying penny stocks on the AIM market. Um, I ended up and I landed in an industry or in a sector called retail and uh, retail bonds, which is kind of similar to what I do now with, with Lendo. And, um, um, I, you know, I kind of started investing and buying retail bonds. And over time, I started to do really well. Um, family and friends started to family and friends started to see that I was doing really well and they started to kind of entrust me with money. Okay. And when they started to entrust me with money and, and I kind of was, was buying these retail bonds and selling them on the London Stock Exchange, um, my, my broker turned around to me and said to me, look, I don't know where you're getting this money from, but sooner or later, you know, you're going to have to get regulated. You, you know, you're, 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 you're stepping on regulated territory, basically. So, mm-hmm. you know, what you're doing, um, if it's not your money, you're not allowed to do it. So mm-hmm. I was kind of stuck at that stage. Um, because obviously I was, I was making a good return for my investors. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously I was doing something now that had worked. All of, the, all of the other stuff I had done in the past wasn't really working. Okay. Um, so I didn't want to stop. You know, I didn't want to stop investing. And he kind of said to me, look, you've got, you've got two choices. Either go and open up an um, investment club, which means that like everyone whose money you have, they will open up separate accounts and you would manage it, but mm-hmm. they will see what you're doing. Or you can um, stop trading with us and close your account. And um, I, I decided to do the late, you know, you know, I decided to, to, to do the latter, and um, I stopped trading for about, you know, I stopped trading with them, and then for a while I was kind of stuck because I had promised my investors a return, mm-hmm. but um, it just didn't really. I mean, I, I didn't have no to put their money. But one thing I had noticed is that people always came to me during the year when I was buying retail bonds and would ask me for money, like family and friends or uncles and aunts or uncles and aunts. Yeah. And then one day a company, a hairdresser, approached me. And, um, you know, they, they, they needed some money. And, I mean, the scenario they had was very similar to the scenario with the retail bonds. So, you know, we decided to give them £3,000, which is kind of like a very small, you know, small small amount. They put in £12,000 £12, and we helped them open up a new shop in okay. Woodgreen High Road. And, um, you know, it, it, it went from a four-lady four you know, hair salon to, um, like, one of the biggest black-owned stores in, in, Wood, in Woodgreen that was independent. Okay. And that was through our finance that we was given them, and that's how I kind of got into lending. Okay. And, you know, now I've been doing it for about coming to close to coming close to ten years. When okay. I really think about it. Okay. Okay. So, um, uh, so in respect to your line of work, like what what is it like the untouchable about budgeting that you can tell us? Because mainly, maybe there's more businesses they might have issues with credit score, but maybe because of maybe their their bad bookkeeping. So yeah, what can you tell us about budgeting that maybe we don't already know? Yeah. Budgeting, I think budgeting is key. Um, budgeting is key because as a small business owner, you constantly have to be on top of your cash flow because mm. cash is king. Your, your business is unlikely to be profitable when you're really small, right? But if you have constant cash flow, um, you're likely to survive that kind of very tough stage at the beginning, if that makes sense, you know, mm-hmm. during those first 12 months. 
Um, and that's why, you know, we say if, if you're going to take out, um, if you're going to take out some sort of loan or whatever it's going to be, make sure you, you budget it that, you know, how that loan's going to be spent and how long it's going to keep you for. Mm-hmm. So they call it in like, in, in like the startup world runway, like what is your runway? How, you know, how, how can you, ma- you know, how long do you have before your money runs out? Okay. So I think budgeting is key. It's just critical, like as a, as a small business itself. And, and then I think as a small business owner, um, unless you're, unless you're, are you asking me only as a business or as a small business owner? As a small business, as a small business owner. And I would say also as a, an entrepreneur, cause we do have few entrepreneurs um, in our audience as well. Uh, one second guys, I think that network is not that great. Oh, sugar. <laughs> Are you yeah, back alive? Yeah, yeah, I'm here, I'm here. Okay. Yeah, I was asking you, yeah, as a small business owner and also as a, I would say, new entrepreneur who's trying to enter the market. I think, so as a, as a new entrepreneur who's trying to enter the market, you know, like, I, I have a mentor and he would just say to me, starting a business is like going into, going into the desert, going into the Sahara Desert. And I think when you think about it like that, you need to be very prepared. Okay. So I think as a new entrepreneur trying to enter the market, you really want to, you really want to, you know, like on your way to entering the market, on your way to going full time, you want to budget as much as you possibly can and you want to save as much as you possibly can because the moment you start, mm-hmm. you know, you're going to go through hell and back. Like there is no, there is no, you know, like I can give you stories of people that have saved or that have had millions and millions before they started their business and going into business, mm-hmm. they lost almost everything. Because business has a way of doing that. Business has a way of taking everything you had. If you're, it depends what kind of business you're starting. Obviously, if you're starting a side hustle, it's very different to starting a startup that's going to change the world, or starting a business that's going to employ fifty or hundred people. The different types of businesses. If you're starting a side hustle, then you're all good. You can you can kind of just budget, make sure you're, you're making enough money to, to pay yourself and live a nice life. But if you're starting your business, is going to employ go and employ loads of people. Yeah, that business is going to take a lot out of you. If you're wow. doing it on your own, if you're doing it with people, then that's different. Mm-hmm. So I guess, look, more of the story is if you're going to start a business and you're a new entrepreneur, think about what business you're starting and depending on what kind of business you're starting, then you're going to have, then you're going to have the budget accordingly. Because if you're going to start a big business, then you, you, you know, you might not, you, you might, you might not take, be taking a salary for the next four or five years. You okay. know, you might, you, you might be taking a very small salary after three years. You know, you, you don't know what's going to happen. Look what happened with COVID. You know, there's a lot of people out there mm-hmm. now. They don't know. They don't know what they're gonna do. So you have to be very prepared, and you have to know where you want to end up. Okay. Okay. So for the youth of today, like a yeah, young, uh, young man like me, that I'm working, uh, or either for someone who is in uni, you know, you know, how do we go about budgeting? It's just cutting our costs, and also if it's like that, like also which costs are essentials and which are not. You know, you always have your fixed costs and your variable costs, right? This mm. is like person. This is like personal budgeting, right? And again, I'm not a personal finance expert, but the way I see it is, you have your fixed costs, which is if you're mm-hmm. uni, your rent. You have to pay your rent, right? Yeah. You don't pay your rent to get kicked out of your dorms, right? So you have to pay your rent. Um, but then you have like going partying, right? Or you have like buying, you know, buying organic food from 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 the local supermarket. Mm-hmm. And I went to Harvard, shut up. We used to kind of go to the local ASDA. Um, mm-hmm. So you, and, and that to me is a variable cost. Like you don't have to buy. That you know, organic chips or organic chicken. You know, you gotta buy chicken, of course, but not organic. Do you know what I mean? So okay. 
I, I think as anyone that's in uni, I think it's a great time to start saving, and I think what you want to be thinking about is what are my fixed costs and what are my variable costs. My variable costs are the costs that if I don't spend that money, I'm not going to die. Mm. You know, so it might be things like going to like going to going you know going to Nando's every week. Um, you know, it might be um, you know buying certain things, buying certain products. But your fixed costs, you want to really kind of figure what they are, figure out what they are, and then you really want to hone in on the fixed costs. See how you can make sure you always got enough to pay for your fixed costs, okay. and then save enough, save enough to be able to save obviously for the future. And eventually, I think you want to get your savings into into your fixed costs. You don't want it to remain a variable cost. You want to make saving something that you do constantly, that you do all the time, that you consider to be just as important mm-hmm. as paying your rent. So that's what I would say to my old self if I was, in, you know, if I was the new. Okay, okay. And so with Lendo, I'm uh, we went through your website and also went through your uh, the LinkedIn as well, I'm, uh, and some of your YouTube videos. So we noticed that you uh, you don't just give up the money, like you know, you sit with the you sit with the with the business owner. And also try to help them to literally improve their business. So, like, yeah, how, like, what are the technicality in, in literally in doing that and, and also trying to literally increase the credit score? Because I think that was the main issue in, uh, some, in, some, of your, in some of your customers, I would say. Yeah, so um, just so I've got that right, you're asking what else do we do at Lendo but give money and also yeah. how do we help people with their credit score, right? So mm-hmm. I think to answer the first question, um, yeah, you know, we like to say we add value on capital really. So, you know, we're all, we're all about, yeah, we can give you money, but money is like without the right education and knowledge, knowing how to spend that money or having an idea of where that money should be going or how you should be investing that money. Okay. Money is useless, right? Money is only an, an enabler. Education and knowledge is really the key. It's really the key wow. thing, right? So we always try to give give you know our, our our client our clientele the knowledge that we think they need in order to excel and to overcome certain challenges mm-hmm. but obviously we know that sometimes to overcome them challenges you need capital and that's where the capital comes in now it may not always be us or me or someone from the team in that directly it may be one of some one of the guys in our partner network maybe someone from our community that we just think can add value mm-hmm. but we're always trying to see how we can add value beyond capital firstly so so we do provide advice and things like that and consultations and then to the second question how do we help entrepreneurs improve their credit score so when so, it's not a case of really improving their credit score it's a case of us giving them the resources and the tools that they need so they don't have to rely on certain credit products which affect their credit score so here's an example right we had a customer and you know that customer came to us initially when they was about eight months old they were a, a, a recruitment business, so they had relatively strong contracts mm-hmm. um, or receivables that were coming in. Um, and um, effectively, to us, they were like relatively credible, but they couldn't get they couldn't get credit from the bank because one, their business age was too small, so their business didn't have any credit, or was was, was the, the, the the age of the business was too young, and two, personally, they didn't have the best credit, right? So we didn't help them improve their credit. What we did is we gave them the chance they needed by looking at alternative alternative data points that today's credit decisioning models don't look at. Okay. So we looked at alternative ways to judge this customer, to, 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 to judge their credit worthiness. And in doing that and being able to give them the capital they needed, um, and I'll, I'll, I can give you an example, this was £5,000. 
now, you know, they have a facility with Lloyd's DSP of £170,000. Mm. They're no longer with us. The last one they took from us was about £15,000. They've got a business that's pr- pretty much national. So this just give an example of the kind of businesses I'm talking about. But when we, when we first started, they were small. And what we gave them was that we empowered them to be able to not have to rely on expensive credit products like payday loans, mm-hmm. like, uh, um, you know, you know um, 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 credit cards, um, you know, expensive overdrafts. And by enabling them or giving them the, the, the power or giving them the, the, the credit that they needed on their business and not on their personal name, they was able to build up their personal credit. Okay. When, I, when we first gave this, this, this company founder a, a, a loan, he, he was living in a council flat. He now has his own house. But he has his own house because his business is doing so well that he can pay himself and he no longer has to you know, be taking out loans on his own personal name mm-hmm. in order to, to, to run his business. So that's how we helped him. We didn't improve his credit score, but we gave him the resources he needed so that he could improve his credit score himself and not have to worry about his business if that makes sense okay yeah that actually makes sense so i should call you a, a social entrepreneur like you see like the force of our society and trying to literally fix it right yeah so uh, <laughs> definitely i mean you know like everything we do has a social agenda to it i mean you know i didn't go into the way we started or the, like the the, uh, the the way we managed to scale our business but the way we managed to scale our business was at the back of funding the church it wasn't and it, it wasn't meant to be for profit. It, was, it, it wasn't for profit itself. It, it, it only gave us the resources and the scale that we needed in order to go and start a business. But Lendo has always been, there's always been a social agenda. You know, mm. we look at impact as well as we do profitability. Okay. Um, because, you know, if you look at where the world is going, we're going into a social era. If, if you're making money, mm. but you're not improving the lives of the people you're making money from, then you're not going to be around in the next, you know, in the next 10, 10 to 15 years. So we do have a social agenda, but we understand that good business is, is, is profitability as well, because sustainability is key. Okay, okay. Okay, for those who just joined us, we are literally here with uh, Demi, uh, the founder of Lendo, and we're talking about, yeah, budgeting, personal, a bit about personal budgeting, and, uh, and, uh, and also how to kind of literally, he was able to uh, create this company, and he's able to literally give up uh, funding yeah. To literally small businesses, basically uh, mainly the uh, black and ethnic minority, which they can literally get the find they need because of either the credit score, or maybe their business is too small for the banking to literally to consider them. So, guys, if you have any questions uh, regarding yeah, budgeting as a as a as a entrepreneur or as a personal also yeah or also just a person or literally how to be able to maybe get the get the funding needed either from this company Lendo or either from a bank. Uh yeah, you can come up with all your questions that you have and then we'll try and help you out with the time with the literally the with the time remaining right now. Yeah. And uh then I saw that you were also wow you're executive member of a capital moment. Yeah. And uh Basically, what you guys do, you provide uh, business information, financial information. So, Capital Moments is a social social enterprise that basically provides um, commercial awareness to uh, young professionals, um, young professionals and um, uh, um, young um, um, students um, towards their towards their last their last or towards the last stage of Mm -hmm. their educational careers. 
um, and effectively we provide business news, um, uh, news on politics, uh, news on enterprise, news on fashion, um, and of course news on education. Um, and we do that through our Twitter account. So that's what Capital Moments really is. Okay, okay, okay. I think we have uh, one question coming in by Sir Adumako. Oh, he's asking again. Uh, yeah, he's asking again. Uh, if yeah, he's asking if budget is just cutting costs. But I think as you explained, we well, that wasn't just. Uh, it's not just cutting costs, but it's also you know uh, taking your savings, uh, making your savings like a fixed cost in your in your budget. Right, that's what you said. I think yeah, but so budget is not just cutting costs. Budget is realizing kind of what is our fixed costs and what is your variable. What's your fixed costs? Okay, and then right. you know, taking that into consideration and then mm-hmm. thinking about all right, you know, what do you want to like if, if you have a, if your fixed costs are just way too high, you know, how do you lower those fixed costs by kind of cutting out your your variable costs? But I don't think it's just about cutting costs. Budgeting is a lot more than that. It's about it's about your ambitions as a person. It's about your agenda, like over the next three, four, five, ten years. You know, your budget is like your vision in numbers. Wow. So I think you really have to really have to think about you know you know kind of what your vision is to be able to budget um, and forecast. Wow. So it's not like what they told us like in each college, just you know our Excel sheets, our income, and then our cost. Wow. It's like your vision put into numbers. Yeah. I mean, look, your, your budget. If, if your, your budget is part of that, but I mean, why you budget? You're budgeting for a reason, right? You're budgeting because mm-hmm. you want to get somewhere. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, yeah. you, like you, you set the end, you set the end vision, and then you work backwards, and you think, all right, how much do I need to save? Uh, I want to buy a house, right? So, how much do I need to save now in order for me to buy that house? So, you're not budgeting because you're budgeting. You're budgeting because you want to buy that house. So, you're budgeting. You're budgeting because you have an vision. So, if you don't have a vision, then there's no need to budget. Even, even, even if it's a small vision, even if your vision is, I want to be able to pay my bills this week. It's a vision. You know, it's it's, it's something. It's something that you want to do. <laughs> okay. Right? You know, and because you want to do that, you, you save, you know, and you make sure you, you don't buy any drinks that week or you don't buy any takeaway that week. So budget mm-hmm. is more about having a vision than it is about this budget, budget and save. Okay, okay, okay. Okay, um, uh, one of our audience, uh, Mima, Mima Siedwa, she's asking, um, uh, will a makeup artist be able to secure a loan with your company? <laughs> yeah, we've got makeup artists. As before, but it depends what kind of makeup artist you are. I think, you know, if you go onto our website or if you kind of DM we are Lendo, we'll, we'll let you know more. But yeah, we cannot make up artists. Um, yeah, we cannot, we cannot make up artists. So, uh, what kind of um, uh, loans do you provide? You, you provide small loans, but how how small the loan has to be and how big the yeah how yeah what's the range of your loans? Yeah, so the, the, I mean, the, our, our offering is, is slightly changed since the breakout of the virus. Oh, so okay. Since, um, since, since since the virus broke out, um, we, you know, we've we've actually been unable to, uh, to, to to issue loans from you know from our bank from our, our, our bank account because we don't have the government guarantees, mm. and the government are very kind of adamant at the moment that the loans that people should be getting should be the loans coming from them because they're the cheapest loans that you can possibly get. So we're working with a whole bunch of partners who have those guarantees, and what we're doing is we're kind of opening up new capital pools for entrepreneurs that don't you know that are not aware of these partners and who they are and at the same time we're opening up um, new audiences for these partners who have never met these entrepreneurs or seen these entrepreneurs so we're effectively connecting um, uh, people uh, from you know black and ethnic minority communities with lenders mm-hmm. who, have, who have specifically been created to support them oh, and wow. they're doing loans from and they're, I mean, they're, they're doing loans so we're kind of arranging loans 
from anything from £3,000 to £150,000 at the moment. And if you want more, um, we can do more, but it just takes a bit longer. Okay, okay. Another uh, question from uh, Patrick, he says, uh, it is useful to put all monthly savings in a security market uh, instead of keeping it in, into my in my bank account? I think that's his question. Yeah, I mean, look, it depends, right? You know, you yeah. put all your money in, it depends what kind of security market you're looking at. If you're looking at, um, you know, you're looking at, you know, 10-year treasury, um, treasury bonds, mm -hmm. um, or you're looking at, you know, bonds, um, European bonds. I mean, we don't know where the market's going. The market could be going negative. Um, so you can, put your, you can find yourself very quickly paying to, to have your money in one of those asset classes. I think that's highly un un unlikely right now, mm -hmm. but we don't know where the market's going. So I think it depends on what kind of asset class you're talking about, right? So you're talking about equities, maybe, because equities track inflation. Um, um, and, you, and we know kind of, you know, the, the cheaper money becomes, the higher equity markets tend, tend to go. But, you know, if you look at the last 10 years, the stock market hasn't really been correlating in that sense. So you really don't know. But at the, at the moment, the worst place to put the money at the moment is in your bank. Because, mm. as you know, the, 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 the interest rate, the base rate at the moment is 0 0.001 or something like that. So, you know, the best place, the best place to put your money is in your mind. You know, invest in yourself, I'll say. Oh, wow. Invest in yourself and, and um, that, you know, that investment will, be the, will give you the best return. Okay, wonderful. Um, uh, wait, one more question from Sedomak, who says, what are the leverages you must work with? Um, uh, this one is a bit... Uh, yeah, I think you don't have to elaborate on that. Yeah, I think it is... Uh, yeah, uh, Osborne, can you please elaborate more, in, like in a comment, please? That would be better. And uh, also, yeah, from your career background, like uh, we saw, yeah, I saw that you started in uh, in oil. You started uh, working in the oil company in Nigeria, and then yeah, you, so, uh -huh. so you, you know you make so many transition. Like, yeah, how did you? Yeah, how did you make so many transition? Like in such a short term. Uh, my life, I've got a very, uh, you know, jam-packed life, man. Um, so it, it wasn't actually an oil company in Nigeria. I, I was working on an oil project and um, an oil and gas project in the UK. And okay. um, a lot of the people that invested were, were from Nigeria. And, um, I, you know, it, the, the company was actually in America. Um, oh. the, the, the assets were in America. So um, it wasn't a Nigerian company. But again, a lot of the, the investors or some of the investors were, were from Nigeria. Mm -hmm. Um and yeah, I mean that project. That project didn't really go to plan, to be fair. Um, but I guess in, in you know in your life that 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 tends to happen. You know things things just tend to happen, and you really have to just start to understand that sometimes the way you think you have to go, or the way you think you're gonna get to where you're gonna get to, mm -hmm. isn't always the way that you know, isn't always the way you're gonna get there. Okay, okay. Yeah, um, but I mean, again, like when when I first, I mean, like, when I first started investing, uh, when I was like 17, 18, 19, I was buying small oil and gas companies on the, on the alternative investment market. So the oil and gas um, sector for me was always one that was of interest. And, you know, when I lost a lot of my money in university buying these companies, I made it all back by investing in an oil and gas company. So I felt like that was going to be, you know, that was going to be where I got my, my luck charm. Mm -hmm. But yeah, it's going to be work out. 
Okay. Uh, okay, so Osmo's saying, uh, yeah, so where the leverage you must work with, like the leverage your company seeks from the SMEs when they apply, when they apply for the loan. The leverage of the companies, okay, I see what you mean. You mean like the debt to income ratio? Mm -hmm. I, I believe. I, I don't know if it's in the head. Mm -hmm. I'm back straight away. Back straight away. So, yes, that's, I mean, that's like proprietary information. That's like our credit <laughs> decision in that environment. So I, can't, I can't tell you that, but um, uh, I would just say, look, if you're a small business and you're highly levered, um, you know, I can give you like a, like a just an average. Like most, most um, companies want to see that you have, you know, want to see that, you know, it, it, it's going to be one to one point two to twenty percent. So let's say, for example, your um, your um, if you can, how can I put this person not confuse people? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Let's say, for example, right, your monthly revenue is a hundred thousand pounds, maybe, mm -hmm. right, and um, you. Okay. No, I'll put it that way. Let's say you turn over 120. Let's say you turn over 120,000 pounds a year. Yeah. Okay. So that's uh, 10,000 pounds a month, right? Um, most most lenders, depending on how long you want the money for, okay, are willing to lend you about about 10, 10 to 20 percent of that. Okay. And the idea is that after all of your operational expenses. You should have enough to make the repayments, the monthly repayments, of ten to twenty percent of your annual turnover, because I, because they, they would expect you to have a bottom, maybe I don't know, like a bottom, a bottom line, or or, or keeping in your pocket about ten percent mm -hmm. for everything you turn over. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. hopefully that was very simple, but I didn't want to make it confusing. But in regards to what we look at and in regards to leverage, like how you know how levered the company needs to be, that's like proprietary information. <laughs> like, 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 uh, I feel like. Um, uh, yeah, so there's one more question. I don't know if you if if you can even ask answer this, but I will still ask it. Uh, from Patrick, he says, "A <laughs> uh, second, where do you get the money to fi to finance more businesses?" <laughs> so yeah, I mean again, but but um, I I didn't go I didn't I didn't go into the journey of how we got here, but a lot of the money that um, we've used. Um, was, was 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 literally um, money that again after we done the first few loans, mm -hmm. like after we done the I, I done the retail ones, I kept that money. After so we done we done a, a loan to save our trip that was two hundred twenty thousand pounds, and after that we kept that money. So a lot of that money we used and we recycled it. And obviously, when you're doing loans of two hundred twenty thousand pounds, mm -hmm. and then you're doing Smaller loans of one and two thousand and three thousand go a very long way. So a lot of the money came from family and friends, um, and then as we got bigger, started to come from like you know us raising money from the bank or you know us getting our own individual loans. If that makes sense. Okay. Okay. Um. Uh, I think uh, one more question. It says, uh, do you think it's worth it to invest in Africa black people business? I think yeah, black owned business. Well, yeah, of course, definitely. I mean, I think um, you know the the, the region is. Is probably the only place that is right that hasn't been touched. I mean, I know I know China is all over at the moment, but the region is probably the only place you're going to go and get double-digit digit returns um, in relatively stable companies. Um, everything else, you know, 
EU's not finished, but we're having troubles in the EU. Mm-hmm. Um, everything, from de- everything from deflation to an aging economy to obviously now COVID and um, the breakout of the virus in places like Italy and Spain. Um, have you heard of BYP Network? Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, um, America, as you know, we're having troubles in America. Um, UK, I mean, you've seen what's happening in the UK. So, mm-hmm. and I, I think, look, what you have to do, when, when, when you want to, it's follow the money. Like, mm. where is a lot of the money being invested at the moment? And a lot of the money is being invested in Africa at the moment. Like, when you think about who's got the money, Chinese, the Asians, yeah. when you think about where they're going, where, where they're putting that money, you know, it goes back, it, 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 you, you've got to follow the money. It's, a lot of it's going back to emerging Africa. When I say Africa, I'm not talking about, like, South Africa or, mean, or the MENA region, like Morocco and, and Egypt. I'm talking about the middle strip risky part that me and you are from you know like Nigeria Ghana Mozambique Kenya um, Uganda wow. um, I'm talking about that real risky middle 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 piece that's where the opportunity lies um, so yeah I'll definitely say it's, it's opportunity but you can get a really good return but you can also lose a lot of money um, of so you've got to be careful of okay um, uh, so yeah before the uh, the life ends what can you because of course this is men of soft science is a platform literally that we created for to literally build up uh, men you know according to certain patterns so what can you what can you leave us with you know as a for young people who are watching this you know 17 to let's say 25 what can you give to them you know for what you've been through your life journey your career path and your uni life yeah so i think because it's about budgeting i'll definitely leave it with what i said earlier like don't budget, like, you, you have to have a vision. Like, you, you don't budget to budget, you budget for a vision. Like, if you don't know where you're going, you're never really gonna know how to budget. You know, if you don't know, like I said, going going into entrepreneurship is like going into the desert. If you don't know, well, I mean, no one knows how, you know, how long you're gonna be in the desert without finding water, you know what I mean? So you have to prepare yourself. Mm-hmm. Like, you need to realize that, okay, cool, if I'm going 10 years, 20 years, I'm gonna employ this many people, I'm gonna start this kind of business, you really got to think about that when you're budgeting from now, if that makes sense. Because you want to you want to prepare yourself. So I'll definitely say, stop. think less about budgeting and think more about your long-term vision mm. and then work backwards. And you, you'll find yourself in a good place. Okay, wow, wow. So, uh, literally, budgeting without a vision, it just, it's not, it's not going to work. It's never going to work. Yeah, never. Never. I mean, look, think about it, right? But you budget for a reason. And the reason why you save money to buy things you're buying, you have to envision yourself buying that thing. And that's what motivates you to budget. Mm-hmm. Or you budget because you want to um, um, save money to go on a holiday maybe. So you've got to think about, even if it's, even if it's a, a vision that's not like, or about your long-term dream or whatever, it's just you and, you and a holiday on a beach. Mm-hmm. You have to envision that first and then work backwards. But if you budget first and then you, 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 base, your, you base your vision on your budget, you're never gonna you're never gonna do what you want to do because mm. you're always gonna be limited. But if you base your budget on your vision, then you're always gonna push yourself to do better. If that makes sense and to grow. Yeah, that makes absolutely absolutely sense. Demi, uh, we thank you very much, literally, for your time. Literally, uh, we contacted you short notice and you came to literally impart us. So now, literally, God really bless you. Thank you very much. Um, uh, like I hope maybe we'll be able to uh, bring you in next time. Maybe we'll, we'll have like um, uh, more more entrepreneurs who can literally come and ask you questions. Or either, sorry, um, uh, yeah. Where can people find you? And where can people find more information yeah, about so, your um, your website? Yeah, so I'm on LinkedIn. Um, I'm on LinkedIn. Um, 
Um, so they can they can get me on Demi underscore BB underscore. That's my Instagram. Mm-hmm. Um, or on Twitter it's Demi underscore the first underscore. And then um, like if you want to get like things to know about Lendo, that's we are Lendo on Instagram and Twitter. I so said that's we are Lendo, all one word, and Lendo is spelled Lima Echo. No, remember Delta Oscar Echo. And um, the website is www. Okay. Yeah? Okay, all right. Thank you very much. Uh, guys, don't worry, we'll literally pass all the information about Lendo and, uh, yeah, about Lendo uh, on, our, on our page so they can literally just go on it and uh, literally find all the information they need or either look for a quote if you literally you have a business plan and you have your, or, or, and you're sorted out all your, or, all your necessities. So, guys, I'll, we'll catch you next week, hopefully, or maybe in two weeks' time. We still have to work on uh, the next guest. And, uh, See you later, guys. Thank you very much, Demi. God bless. But then, uh, yeah, that was fine. Yeah, yeah, but you didn't finish it, though. Yeah, uh, yeah. But I was going to interrupt I, I, it. Yeah, I was going to say, you talk too much. Ah, you big mouth. But you, you're there coming for me. Hey, like. Ah, like, I don't come for you every time. Why do you have to reply? Just, you know, just receive it, man. <laughs> Why is the guy making me sound like I'm? <laughs> Alright, let's just receive it. <laughs>